You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. We have a report. I don't know if it's like breaking. It's more just, it's it's reckless speculation from Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. Huh? Former uh, Vikings beat writer, too. You know, when when he floats Viking stuff, I think you take it with a little bit more authority because he is plugged in. Like, he used to cover the team. The front office has changed out, but the Wilfs are still there. So uh-huh. we'll get into this. Let's just, let's just say it involves another high-profile quarterback. But uh, we got we got Dex back in the mix today after his 24-hour exorcism. He has an ice pack on his abdomen right now. <laughs> I've had, like, probably three or four of these in my life. The last time it happened was, like, two years ago. I remember the Olympics were on. And I know it's bad when the first time it happens, when it comes out the front, that I am profusely sweating. Like, oh, yeah. like sweating like crazy. Uh, and I was so, I did that so many times that my abdomen feels like I got punched by Daniil Hunter like 10 times in a row. Like it, it, I'm in significant pain still, Yeah. but I'm bloated. So I, I will still fly this plane. Thank you for flying it yesterday. Thank you for flying uh, Dex Airlines. It's like the, I just got an email from the Alaska Airlines CEO. Oh God. I don't know if any, if anyone else was ever flown in Alaska Airlines flight, probably got that email this morning. Where it's like the CEO in a suit saying, "Here's why our planes are safe." Yeah. Hopefully, this plane is the Declan's flying is safer than uh, an Alaskan Airlines plane. Uh, we cool. definitely don't want the doors to blow off this one. That could be very ugly. No, graphic. It's like they they blew off in Declan's bathroom. It sounds like okay. This report presented by our friends over at Ballard's Resort. All right, Ballard's Resort is going to bring us this glorious reckless speculation today. So there's a reason why we are talking about summer fishing getaways the second week or third week in January. You might be wondering, why would I be planning a summer vacation already? Well, number one, it's like below zero for 72 hours. So you're probably thinking about warmer weather. But number two, these fishing getaways fill up fast. Ballard's Resort is a glorious mecca located on the south shore of Lake of the Woods. We're talking about 10-pound walleye available for you to go and uh, and catch so this is the walleye capital of the world, Lake of the Woods, and one of the great resorts in the state of Minnesota, and dates book fast. So go to BallardsResort.com, that's BallardsResort.com, to book your amazing summer experience. Here is what Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported, I believe it was yesterday this came out, if not two days ago. Don't be surprised if Russell Wilson... Should he become a free agent is intrigued by the Vikings, assuming Kirk Cousins doesn't re-sign as a free agent, which is a big question. Kevin O'Connell comes from the Sean McVay passing tree that maximizes quarterback efficiency. Wilson would have plenty of weapons in a group that includes Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, 
and Jordan Addison. I'll add one more nugget, and then you guys can run wild with this. So Russell Wilson is owed $39 million in 2024. It's a, it's a, it's a flat guarantee, and usually there's injury guarantees. He has a straight-up guarantee of $39 million in 2024, but it has offset language. So what that means is the Broncos are on the hook for $39 million. Whoever he signs with, would cut into that Broncos obligatory, you know, whatever the number winds up being. So, for instance, if let's say Russell Wilson, this is from SI.com. Let's say he were to sign for $14 million next year. The Broncos would be responsible for the other $25 million owed. So Russell Wilson is going to make $39 million to play quarterback next year. If another team comes in and says, let's say the let's say there's two teams involved and they're like, well, I mean, the Broncos are going to pay most of the tab on this. So, you know, I guess we'll offer you 10 and the Broncos can pay the other 75% of it. But it really comes down to if they release him, they're going to pay him $39 million next year and he'll get to pick where he wants to play. And you'll probably have to take on some of it, but it wouldn't be all that expensive, I guess, is what I'm saying. So as we continue this conversation about Kirk Cousins and what, what will his future be? Will the Vikings bring him back? This is a, this is the first time another name has popped up in a credible report. So this piece was actually Fowler published this. It's for lack of a better term, uh, a state of Russell Wilson piece. It's very long. It has all these scenarios about where things are, are going. It certainly looks like he and the Broncos at a very high price are going to get divorced here. Um, the, alimony that the Broncos are going to pay is going to be absolutely incredible. But I've spent the last 18 hours or so contemplating this report because I think it comes from Russell Wilson's agents. Like, I think he, I think they're trying to float, hey, here's some possibility for teams. I don't think the Uh Vikings have, like, moved on to Russell Wilson. I think that Russell Wilson's people, though, have 1,000% and rightfully so moved on from the Broncos. And with that being said, after 18 hours of contemplation, I will tell you this. I have no interest in Russell Wilson being a Viking. And let me let me draw a few things, of, give, give you a few reasons why. First of all, if you guys recall, when the Vikings last did a, a true, like, veteran, former bridge guy or a former uh, star who was a bridge guy now, as I recall, his name was not Matt Castle. It was Donovan McNabb. And Donovan McNabb played here and was grotesquely done at, in his age 35 season. Russell Wilson next year will be in his age 36 season. And while his numbers are still credible, I think his play, as we all have seen, has definitely dropped off. The other thing that's been sort of exposed in Denver is if we ever questioned, you know, Kirk is goofy and Kirk is Kirk seems far more comfortable in Kirk's skin post Zimmer, but there have been some things about Kirk where you're like, yeah, does, does he really have that factor that it factor? Well, Russell Wilson, I think the last couple of years for sure has been exposed as being just a weird dude. He's a weird guy. I mean, all of the stuff in Denver is not his fault as you know, it's not all like, Oh, Russell Wilson screwed this up and that up, but just the vibes that you get from that entire experience weren't weren't the guy I thought uh, I thought that we saw 
in Seattle. And that's in the locker room. Forget on the field where it definitely has changed. So I am not saying that the Vikings have to bring back Kirk. And I am not saying that they can't go bridge. Would Russell Wilson, though, and I understand it would be at a, a fairly cheap price. But would he be the guy that I want as my bridge guy? And furthermore, let's say I draft a, a, a first-round quarterback, okay? And so now it's like, okay, who could – you don't expect uh, you don't expect a veteran to come in here and hold the rookie's hand, but you sort of want a good example. You sort of want a guy that's not odd, which I would deem Russell Wilson as. I don't think Russell Wilson, if I'm Quasi Dofamenza or Kevin O'Connell, is my choice there. So I am out on this idea of a year or so of Russell Wilson. I think he'll play for sure. I would not want him on my team. Okay. I have a couple of thoughts and comebacks and to what you said, but Declan, are you generally interested in if if this is all predicated on if Kirk Cousins decides, hey, Atlanta's the play, hey, uh, Bill Belichick just became the Falcons head coach and they're not ready to jump back into a young quarterback. Let's say Cousins is gone, Russell Wilson. No, I'm back on the toilet if that's the case. Uh, I, I want nothing to do with that one. <clears throat> I want nothing to do with that. Uh, I, I, it's not even the fact his play has fallen off. Uh, it's the fact of what Judge's talking about, with the leadership skills that are just very bizarre. Yeah, Kirk's quirky and weird, but I do think he has earned a lot of the respect of the locker room, and people do like him and trust him and believe that Kirk he's a leader. Kirk fits in. Kirk mm-hmm. fits in. Russ does. doesn't, right? Yeah. And it's gotten weird there. And, and, you know, towards the end of Seattle, too, there was already signs that that was also happening. Like, he's probably still a Hall of Famer. He's won. He's been to two Super Bowls. He won a Super Bowl. I know there was the epic loss to the Patriots. But um, he has a Hall of Fame resume to a degree. That being said, in 2024, the way he has kind of carried himself, I also want nothing to do with that culture on this team. So I am out on that idea. It's so weird because they they hid some stuff really well in Seattle for a long time, right? It was, and I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, it's an, it's an accountability session Wednesday. We're going to do our write that down predictions. Two years ago, I was all aboard the Russell Wilson train. And we were talking about what would you, you know, would you trade uh, two first round picks and pay the guy? And I had said at the time, he is one of the five or six quarterbacks, I think, in the NFL, circa 2021, 2022, that you would say, yep, he's worth the money. He's worth a couple draft picks because he's a guy that kind of carries your locker room, carries a franchise. And that was the perception coming out of Seattle. But then he leaves Seattle, and I was living in Seattle at the time. And I was shocked at how just absolutely cool everybody was with like the sports tied, sports talk host friends and diehard Seahawks fans, and they were all kind of like, yeah, you know, he's fine, but he's like, it's it's Pete Carroll, and it's the defense, and it's all these other things that, that really make up the success of the Seahawks, and then obviously you put him on an island in Denver, and in fairness to Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, completely in over his head, like the absolute worst possible scenario for Russell Wilson, and then he gets paired with Sean Payton and Sean Payton was looking for an on schedule, precision, accurate thrower of the fo- football. Probably thought he could transform Russell Wilson. He couldn't. Russ is more of a backyard, improvise outside the numbers, deep ball, everything else. So, in fairness to Russ, this has been kind of a bad combination of coaches and infrastructure since Seattle. But to answer the question, if he is. If he is super, super cheap, okay, and again, I go back to the offset language thing here. 
that if the Broncos are going to pay $39 million and maybe you only have to pay like $5 million and he's a $5 million one-year option at quarterback, I'm open to it. Totally open to it. Uh, if you start to look at some of the, like, just the measurements and some of the numbers, he's not the same guy as he was three, four, five years ago. But accuracy rate. So that's just, that is take away drops, take away uh, mostly drops, I guess. How accurate are you as a passer? Kirk Cousins was first in accuracy rate before the injury. Russell Wilson was third. Cousins was third in passer rating. Russell Wilson was ninth. Um, so, you know, there's some things that still show you. He can still play a little bit. So it's it's only a conversation for me if Kirk is gone and if Russell Wilson costs almost nothing and he becomes a guy on a one-year deal that you take a flyer on. But I think gone are the days where you're bringing in Russell Wilson for three years to be your franchise quarterback to lead you to some promise, right? Absolutely. What I don't want, though, is so I'm, I'm assuming that if Kirk leaves and you're going to like make a move for a bridge like this, that you are going to draft a quarterback high. And with what we've learned about Russ, I don't necessarily I, I want I don't expect the again, the veteran to like take the rookie by the hand and be like, here's how you beat me out. Here's how you do this. But I do want a guy that he can look at in the quarterback room. And I don't right now. I am very uncertain that Russ is that guy. Like I thought pre previously for a long time, I'm with you in Seattle. I thought, oh my god, look at how this guy does things. Yeah. Looks fantastic. But then all of this weird stuff, and I mean, it it also comes down t uh, t to this. Russ is Kirk is quirky. Russ is weird. Um, the fact that the Broncos, like somebody leaked that Broncos country let's ride thing, which just became a meme, like mocking Russ that whole thing was like very odd like you don't see that leaked of quarterbacks who are respected there's just a lot of what would he say him. if he were here then well, he would say he'd get done with his press oh, conference and say like skull vikings let's skull yeah skull yeah vikings, he, I guess. he'd say skull, skull. Vikings, right. yeah but yeah I just don't I don't think I have an interest in him being in my building as I'm I'll, building things also and, and I'm not saying this can happen to Kirk but this is where our quarterback goggles got absolutely twisted with the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers of the world of once you hit 35, you can still play at that level into your late thirties. Russ dropped off a cliff. That yeah. wasn't just a gradual drop off like McNabb to a degree. This was a dropping oh. off a cliff. So, and, and maybe Kirk comes back from the Achilles and still Kirk cousins, but we also as football fans have to assume that not everyone can play into their mid to late 30s, and Russell Wilson is probably a good example of that, too. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. The two best trades, two of the best trades ever, were were opening day in what whatever year that the Eagles shipped uh, McNabb to Washington, and the Seattle Denver trade of Russ, because they both both of those teams like clearly saw things and they're like, okay, we're done now. Yeah, and um, those two trades because. There's a very similar vibe to me because you know what? 
say all you want about McNabb, but when he was at his heights, he was a damn good player. Like he was a really good. And then I, I remember covering the game. I think it was in 2010. Washington was playing the Vikings. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a game that less won. So Brad had been fired and Frazier won the game. And I remember I was there watching McNabb and I'm like, oh my God, he's terrible. And then the Vikings signed him. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, this, and, and, and despite the fact that the Broncos beat the Vikings, the majority of that Sunday night game, I did not, I did not for a second watch Russ playing and think, oh, this is some vintage Russ. I, I was actually more ticked off that the Vikings allowed the Broncos to drive and win like against the Seahawks back in the, the day when Russ got the ball late. It was sort of like, a, OK, here we go. It's going to be Russ, right? Russ is going to cook this time around. I'm like, you're really going to let him beat you. So, yeah, it, it, and he's I would say that he's not as bad as maybe the first year in Denver perception. He, he He's been much better this year. He was much mm-hmm. better this year than he was last year. Mm-hmm. But I I found this from Brett Coleman, who he we talked to Brett Coleman's name came up last week because he had the report on the Mina Kimes podcast mm-hmm. about the Vikings trying to trade like multiple first round picks to move up to get Anthony Richardson. So he had this nugget about Russell Wilson. And this is where it just wouldn't be a fit with Kevin O'Connell's scheme too. not that it matters anymore. But just in case you are wondering, Russell Wilson finished the year with 18 total intermediate completions in between the numbers. So intermediate meaning 10 to 20 yards (laughs) in the air between the numbers, which is for the Kevin O'Connell system. That is a prime area. Think as you're watching Vikings games, how many KJ Osborne's and Justin Jefferson's and Hawkinson's in that, in that range. So 18 completions all season intermediate between the numbers. Kirk Cousins, since joining up with KOC, has 72 of those. Yeah. So he he feasts on that part of the field. Yep. So it just it it probably just isn't really a fit. So, but since we're on the subject here, because this report kind of sparked the who would be a bridge quarterback option if it wasn't Kirk Cousins? I'm gonna give you guys a list here. It is a plentiful list of names you recognize. Always is. Dude, I mean, it's like the juiciest list. When I say juicy, I mean like bridge juicy, not right. franchise quarterback. Fast food, right? Yeah. Fast food. Yeah. It's not bad. It's These not are bad the, for you. By my count, and there might be more, there's at least 12 guys here who've been longtime starters, who've been short-term starters, or who've been high-end backups, or were thrust into like a playoff race this year even, or even yeah. started playoff games this year. And you just give me a... A yay or a nay, would you be interested in these guys as bridge quarterbacks? Okay. Ryan Tannehill. Yay. It's like yay. 36. Yeah, I mean, not like I'm jumping for joy. Yeah, but, but, but yay, these would all be like one year under $10 million. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Black and white bridge guy. Yes. Yay. 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 It's a yay? Yeah. I think it's a yay for me, too. You know, again, it's not, he's not going to, it's a huge like, one. And it's a, it's a one and done. Like the, these are all I'm drafting a quarterback first round, right? Like, yeah. so I've got somebody I'm percolating. This next guy may have played his way out of the bridge category and into like a three-year contract, but Baker Mayfield. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yay. But he's going to get a contract. Yeah. It's like a Geno Smith contract. He's going to get a multi-year right? contract. No so question probably, in my mind. It's a nay for me then. If it's if we're talking yeah. anything more than like a one year bridge, oh, which no. he I mean the guy just won a playoff game. And it won't best be cheap. Year of his career. So yeah, he's he is uh 
taken himself definitely back into the realm of multi-year starter contract. Yeah. Joe Flacco. I think he said uh, he's done, but no, nay, enjoy the couch. Nay. <laughs> I would uh, say yay. It's, it's a yay. It's yay. Yeah. It's yay. I think it's I think it's he's like the like the fun retired dad, you know? He's yeah. he like sold his company and he's got a bunch of money and he just kind of messes around all day, yeah, plays I, plays golf in the morning. I think he's back to being done, so I think you're probably right about that part. It's it's a yay for me because it'd be fun. I, I think he would take on to the mentorship aspect of it. He knows where he's at in the NFL at this point. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Mm, probably nay. I'm thinking about this one. I mean, I'm a little bit. He started intrigued. a few games this year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he was one of the four Brown starters for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, well, he started. He actually, he did, he didn't. No, he was sorry. He was Washington this year. He was Washington, Brown. Yeah. He was Browns he last year, and uh, it was fine. Yeah, he's it's a, it's a it's a yay for me. He, yay he'd for be me. he'd be a yay, um, but that's also without knowing how O'Connell would use him necessarily. Like, I don't know if if he's a a programmatic fit, if that's the right word. But without knowing that, I I would say yay. He definitely is a a serviceable player. Yeah. Okay, Tyrod Taylor, who started five games for the Giants, be 35 years old. That dude's had a, what, like a 12-year career career. as a starter for a while in Buffalo backup. Yay, but, like, it doesn't excite me a whole time. I mean, he is the, like, quintessential perfect backup kind of dude, and he had a really decent run there in Buffalo before Josh Allen got there, and I know he had the weird, like, punctured lung situation with the Chargers, which was bizarre. Doctor. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Screwed up. So weird. Anyway, yay for me as yeah. well. Yeah. It's a yay. Most of these guys are probably going to be a yay. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> is he going to remain a backup? Is he going to get a contract some? Like, I mean. Did he play? Because he was he played pretty well for a team that pounded on the door to make the playoffs at the end, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing. I think he really wants to. Like, a guy like Tyrod Taylor, Joe Flacco at this point, those guys know that they're just. Well, they're there for five games to start if needed. Otherwise, just but he was behind R- Richardson with the Colts, so he sort of had this job before. Like, if he's willing to accept the job as a, as the same type of thing, then yay. But I would be curious what his state of mind is about where he is in his career. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a yay for me just for the mustache factor, just for the fun factor. I think be a blast. Yacht rock. Oh, is he a confirmed yacht rock guy? I don't know, but he looks like he should be. If that I guy's think he not looks, on he the looks boat, more like an '80s hair metal guy to me. Yeah, if that guy's know. not, oh really? Guy. See, I I could see him just rocking out to some, um, some sailing keeps me. No, I, I think that guy loves sticks. Like I I, I think that guy loves some yeah. in excess. You know, I, I I think he likes more of that. Well, you can like, by the way, classic just to be clear, rock gentlemen, guy. you can like yacht rock and also oh, like sure. other things, the genres yeah. from the '80s. Yeah, I mean, I dabble in all that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. 80s hair, yeah. yacht Very rock. Recently, have I gotten into like 80s music? Only oh, like really? in the last year, like recent, like literally. I've only because really you were born after year. the 80s, so you. It yeah. was true, but like I love, like I love the Beatles. I love all their music from other generations previous because of my parents. But like parents, only right. recently have I gotten into like the classic, just synth, uh, classic 80s pianos type of music. I I love. Oh God, 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. We went a little overboard on the synthesizers there. Yeah, oh, the, the production yeah, was the <laughs> production got so nuts there, and no one played drums. It's all like those yes. you know drums. Oh, I hate that. Play your drums. I'm gonna rattle off six more names. You give me like one or two of them that you would take as a bridge quarterback. Okay, Mason Rudolph, Tyler Huntley, Drew Locke, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, all free agents. I, I, I'm obligated. I'm contractually obligated to say Drew Locke. Um, but I'm I, that Drew Locke is your perfect backup, in my opinion. With a good, right. like, if Kirk is brought back, you sign Drew Locke. You sign Drew Locke as your better Nick Mullins, your solid backup option in the event your quarterback has to miss a game. I don't sign Drew Locke with the idea that he is in competition to be the week one starter, which was my whole point to signing Drew Locke or trading for Drew Locke three years well, ago. Well, but what if you don't bring back Kirk? And you draft a quarterback, but you don't necessarily know if you're going to going to want that guy to start week one or let's say for the first month. Do you sign Drew Locke then? Yes, Drew Locke would take that 100. Yes. percent He would love. I, he he just wants a chance to mm-hmm. do anything as a starter, right? Of the names, so go. I, I'm sorry. Can you rattle off those six yeah. names again? Mason Rudolph. No. Mason Rudolph. Tyler Huntley. Drew yeah. Locke. Marcus yep. Mariota. Sam Darnold. Jameis Winston. I think I'm out on Jameis. He's super yeah, fun, but. Like that whole his, thing at the end of the year too. He's just like the victory going formation rogue on his touchdown. Coach. We made a decision. God, he's a weird guy. Uh, yeah. Um. You know who might intrigue me now because I think he knows his lot in life. Sam Darnold. Interesting. I mean, I think he could start for you, but I also Pretty would like arm. to replace I him. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's a bad guy. I don't know that he would cause issues. Sam Darnold is also the the hot button centerpiece of the most misconstrued episode of purple daily of the last two years, where two years ago we were coming up with trade ideas to get a top five or top eight draft pick. And the Carolina Panthers had like whatever it was the eighth or ninth pick was this last year, or two years ago. can't remember. And one of the ideas that was floated on this show was what if you traded whatever it was to the Panthers Kirk Cousins, I guess. It was Kirk Cousins to the Panthers to get the seventh overall pick, and you take on Sam Darnold's contract, and maybe he's a bridge quarterback oh, for you, right? right? That's and right, that's right, and that's people right. to this day will, like, throw it back. You guys wanted the Vikings to trade for Sam Darnold. Like, right. No, we wanted the Vikings to trade for a top-five draft pick at the time, and, take and Sam Darnold was, like, the contract you would take back, but it's fine. I forgot all about that episode. That's right. That <laughs> like someone hit me up with that like a couple days ago. I was like, oh, people still. Okay. That's definitely the most misconstrued episode. And I think probably. a year ago we did a Mac Jones conversation too. That was also interpreted as you guys wanted Mac Jones. Well, no, we all, this is what happened. Is that the same episode. We put a, we, we, it's, well, it's the same thing that happened yesterday. Would you trade Justin? Je- would yeah. you trade Justin Jefferson? And at the end of the show, Judd and I both said essentially no, but like, you know, if they if somebody offers two first round picks and one of them is high up, then yeah, it's like a conversation. Right. And the Mac Jones thing was should the Vikings acquire Mac Jones? And at the end of the episode, after having a conversation, we all said, nah, we're good at Mac Jones. Well, the other <laughs> people thing get too, very triggered by questions being posed well, in 2014. They definitely do. And I think the thing that people don't really get about that this thing too is we're talking about in some cases. If you take a quarterback with potential, right, who hasn't gone off a cliff yet, and you put him in an environment with a coach that you trust and think could do a good, good job, like did yeah. the Patriots. Whether the Patriots had Matt Patricia in charge of their offense 
last year, okay? Did the Patriots, after Mac Jones had a decent rookie year, really help him? So, like, if you put him, take, you know, take all of these high draft pick QBs and put them in environments where they're cultivated, where they're helped along, you know, Bryce Young, here's my guess. Carolina didn't do him any favors. They fired the coach that drafted him or was supposed to develop him. And like, the GM. Yeah. So, like, we always think, well, this quarterback failed. All quarterbacks fall. And, yes, there's culpability there, right? But there's also, you know, for instance, and I'm not saying this kid's not a meathead because he probably is, Zach Wilson. Is Zach Wilson in the Jets environment in a great place? Or was he in a great place? Can I say no, and I have no interest in Zach Wilson? Yes. Same for Mac Jones. You're you're 100% right, and I'm good. Uh, agreed. And now on Mac Jones, I'm out because I think he's he might have been destroyed. Mm. Can you grab that quarterback from the jaws of, he- of quarterback hell, of team jaws hell, of and pull him out before it's too, too late? In the case yeah. of... Wilson and Mac Jones, I'm with you. I'm good now. No, thank you. A year ago, do I think that there could have been a salvageable aspect to their game? Yeah, there probably was. And now they're screwed, maybe. Love the term meathead. Meathead's a great one. My He's father a used that a ton, uh, Old obviously school. on me. But uh, but about a lot of people, too. Meathead is a great, great insult. I you, love the term meathead. And Matt Patricia, you brought up. Matt Patricia is like the ultimate sort of meathead right how many cars has that dude crashed in the wow. last three years so he crashed the lion's car as the head coach okay whew, and then he gets out of the car all disoriented bill belichick says no come on back here and then he crashes the patriots offense car and then he's like oh man and then he stumbles over to the eagles and they're like oh fix our defense bam crashes into another pool yeah you know what oh man patricia is out of airbags that's my assessment no more airbags for him like he should go to college or something. Like just go be like a tight ends coach or he's something. He's like a he he's like a physicist or something though, right? He's supposedly brilliant. He's too smart for these dumb football players. Well, he should go get a real job and make too. a lot because you're right though. But 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 that's the the thing too. If you're Nick Sirianni, okay, and your defense is struggling and that's not good. Late in the season, are you really going to remove your your struggling defensive coordinator for Matt Patricia? Yes, is, was the answer, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. To that. Uh, hey, I have a mock for you guys before we wrap this I want a mock. speculative mock. episode. Presented by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, helping make watching playoff football even more fun than it already is. Look at this guy, Tris. A nice little super wild card weekend wow. payout here. Four picks, 3,500. He took the extra little uh, bump on those touchdown props for all four of these guys. Good for him. You can uh, join on the fun on the Underdog Fantasy app. You download it, use promo code SCORE, S K O R. You'll get a first deposit up to 100 bucks. And plus, you'll get a free mystery pick em special too. Playoff football's here. I got golf season back, which is my favorite thing to get on on at Underdog Fantasy. So go download the Underdog Fantasy app and show us those slips. Also, a shout out to our friends at Zero Res who are helping you guys deep clean your homes. All right, get get on those hands and knees and see how dirty that carpet is. Smell that carpet. Yeah, I yeah. saw mine in the bathroom yesterday. It was a really dirty carpet. Declan, Declan, uh, Declan called uh, the doctor and then mm-hmm. Zero Res mm-hmm. right afterwards. So Zero Res has a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google with 17,000 reviews, which is pretty incredible. 
If you ask for the Scorn Earth special, you can get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and take $75 off when you get your air duct zero res clean. Call 952-ZERO-RES or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Scorn Earth special. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. I want a mock. Mock. Okay, so we keep track of all of the mock drafts that we do on these podcasts. And we, uh, at some point here, we're going to start to to sort and categorize who are the most likely players going to the Vikings. What are some of the, the trends that we're seeing? This is from the Draft Network. All right. Just updated this a couple days ago. Ryan Fowler is the author of this mock draft. Number one to the Chicago Bears, Marvin Harrison Jr. The main pieces of Chicago's front office are back in 2024, as should Justin Fields. I just want to say, if the Bears choose to bring back Justin Fields and then subsequently pay him a lot of money, because that's what they're going to have to do in the next year or two, that would be great for the Vikings. I think it would be franchise suicide if the Bears, who have a chance, pretty good roster, they got a bunch of cap space, chance to reset the quarterback contract clock and maybe just like get a better quarterback out of the gate if they draft one of these guys. Yep. If they keep pushing forward with Justin Fields, they're going to be in purgatory, like nine, eight win purgatory for a long time. And if you're the Bears, wouldn't you try and trade down slightly then? Like I might try and win. I mean, I'm, I would probably try and get something. If I'm not going to take a quarterback at one, I would think that you could find a team right around you that would. So, yeah, you could also by this. You could bluff like the commanders or the Patriots, too, if you wanted to. Absolutely. Uh, commanders taking Caleb Williams. Patriots taking Drake May. Cardinals taking Olu Fashanu, the tackle from Ohio State. Or, I'm sorry, yep. uh, Penn State. Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU, going to the Chargers. Jaden Daniels to the Giants at six. So there's the third quarterback off the yeah. board. And the Giants, I think, could be a major impediment here. Uh, the Titans taking Joe Alt, the local offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Tino Grace, so, right? I believe yes. Totino Grace. I Totino Grace, so. good like Catholic kid. Yeah. Not been old, but I mean, Totino Grace. It's okay. Fine. And, uh, Laatu Latu, the edge rusher from UCLA, going eight to the Falcons. Amarius Mims, tackle from Georgia to the Bears at nine. And then uh, Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia at 10. That puts the Vikings on the clock with the 11th overall pick. And according to the Draft Network, the Minnesota Vikings select out of the University of Washington, Michael Penix Jr. I want a mock! Mock! Mm. So here's the write-up. Michael Penix Jr.'s eval remains iffy for me, but I love this spot if it were to come to fruition, similar to his time at Washington um, with receivers all over the place. Charting the trio of Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and TJ Hawkinson presents a floor for immediate success. Improvement is needed in his mechanics, engaging core and lower half. Football. Okay. And comfortability against uh, amongst chaos, but his fundamental arm talent is sensational, and he is the class's top vertical passer available. So, interesting. And then Bo Nix, by the way, goes 12th to the Broncos. So, five quarterbacks in the first 12 picks, according to the Draft Network. Did you say comfortability among chaos? That I is, did. 
Oh, God. I'm I also that. skipped showcasing excellent layering ability and the knack for changing speeds to attack different windows. Football. Comfortability among chaos could be used in the daily lexicon for numerous things. Oh, man. That's what we pride ourselves on. I might here start to use daily. that with Dawn. Honey, like she gets mad, you need to I'm improve like, your comfortability among chaos. I have complete comfortability among chaos, sweetheart. Do you? I don't know about you, but I do. <laughs> so good luck saying that to your wives at home. I want to mock. I love it. So Michael Penix going All 11 right. there. Uh, we've had a bunch of Michael Penix. Pro Football Network was on Penix on January 4th. Penix from Tankathon in November. CBS Sports had Penix as well, so we'll see. I think we'll the pro, I think the combine and pro days are either going to put him higher or much lower. Don't you? Be, because like, where is he in the kind of the now? medicals will come out. That's going to be important with two torn two torn ACLs, and and. When he does, has his pro day, if he impresses or doesn't impress, yeah, like I he, could see him going up, or I could see him going down from from where uh, that mock draft had him at eleven. I don't even know where he technically is now because I've seen him. I've seen him everywhere from second round up to like I know sixth. You know, with like the Giants getting weird. So yeah, he's he's the one where his range is probably the widest of of all these quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. that's a wrap on this speculative episode. Let us know in the comment section among those bridge quarterbacks and even like the Russell Wilson stuff. What do you guys think? Let us know. And we'll see you on the write that down edition of purple daily. Also today daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a super bowl before we die.